0: on this week's episode of slashers we're talking about the crow with our good buddies much ado about nerding be sure to stay tuned until the end of the episode for a special track by slashers no not us but an actual band all of the time but it can be slashes podcast a podcast about movies and more for those who love horror my name is jake and with me as always is my esteemed colleague co-host and cohort brian brian say hello to the mutant goons from beyond what's going on buttfuckers? and brian say hello to much ado about nerding you want to call them buttfuckers too
1: (laughs) i mean
2: Uh, well again consent is sexy
1: I actually
0: used to have a button that said "I heart consensual sex," and my wife made me get rid of it. And I was like, "You're sending the wrong message by throwing that in the waste paper bin, my love." <laughs> so we have with us Joe and Selena. How the
2: fuck are you, kiddos? Uh, not too bad, actually. Really happy to be on the show that um, that I've been listening to since the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty stoked to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys.
0: Uh, you guys are too kind. This is no big deal. Don't even worry about it. We're just a couple of dickwad. Well, he's actually in his house. I'm in a garage studio. <laughs> you know? Don't let the green screen <laughs> yeah. behind me fool you. So, fellas, you want to tell us about what movie we're reviewing this week?
2: Well, we're definitely reviewing a movie that I really haven't seen since it was illegal for me to drink. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not going to say for a good reason, but I definitely was reminded why I haven't watched it in a while.
0: True. Fact. So here's the fun part. I texted Joe and I was like, yeah, this doesn't hold up. And then I read the comic and I watched the movie and I was like, fucking love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this movie three, four times. This is not something I had in heavy rotation as a kid. And for some inexplicable reason, I don't know if it's just because I want to play devil's advocate against you. I just loved it. Brian, what did you think?
3: It definitely brought me back to a time where I was really big on wrestling. And I understand now why I had such (laughs) affinity for Sting.
0: You could thank Scott Hall for that, actually. That wasn't Steve Borden's (laughs) idea. Steve Borden, who plays Sting, he used to have the blonde flat top and the bright colors and everything. And Scott Hall was like, hey, you face you you do the face painting, which is really popular. You know, there's this movie that's epically famous right now where a guy paints his face. You should do that. I actually have some notes on it because it's very important in the formation of my life. Because here's a fun thing. (laughs) Brian is a WWF guy. I was a diehard WCW guy. Boo. Oh, no. you're all bums Boo. the mid card of <laughs> wcw is better than the mid card of
3: wwf in the era thank you guys i mean anytime there's a pay-per-view and it's called bash at the beach like come on, <laughs> come <laughs> on. <laughs> stupid oh Star yeah indeed. like Burr.
0: in your house beware of dog is much better suck my dick <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean true yeah okay, i can't, can't but you argue. also
0: have to keep in mind i was like less than 10 years old when i started watching wcw so i never made it until the main event i'd fall asleep before then so the <laughs> mid card guys your jericho's your Benoit's, that's that's my main event so Ew, Benoit, hey, huh? hey yeah. it explains why i'm doing a horror podcast fuck off
2: <laughs> too, soon,
0: too soon yeah man did you guys watch the behind the was it the dark side of the ring the vice thing on him
3: jesus
2: i have not i i have i have yet to be able to pull the trigger on that one
3: you know it's too beautiful outside and the world's really kind of fucked already so maybe not watch some emo <laughs> shit about wrestlers killing their family uh
0: i'll yeah. be honest i love every one of the dark side of the rings even the ones that i knew nothing <laughs> about like uh dino bravo don't know who that is couldn't have given a fuck less the fact that he was killed in a mob style hit super interesting to me no idea why (laughs) all right so one other thing we had a a scheduling snafu so in the interim i also watched five other movies and researched for three more episodes that are coming up but i did want to point out that the crow is emo robocop the crow is emo the wraith I mean, there are so many movies. I was like, my brain started going alight with like, oh, I'm not going to say it's derivative or stolen, but motherfucker jo- James O'Barr plagiarized some shit.
2: And there you go, Brian. That was his one time. He has to mention Robocop in every episode. Oh. See? Yep. He, he fit it in within the first 10 minutes. It's yeah, either yeah.
3: that or it's either that or it's stupid. What the fuck's it called? Don't
2: Monster you say squad? it's stupid. <laughs> I will hurt you. Okay, I'm on Jake's side this time.
0: <laughs> Legitimately. I find strangers to argue with on the internet about how monster squad is better than Goonies. And people are like, well, the Goonies came first. Like I give a fuck. The model T <laughs> came before my car. Doesn't make it better. <laughs> Fuckwit. <laughs> also star Trek. The original series came out before next generation. Again, doesn't make it better. Boom. I just threw down a gauntlet. There's a bunch of Trekkers out there who are like,
2: fuck this show. One <laughs> star. Trekkers, huh? Trekkers. Trekkies? They're not Trekkies anymore.
0: I don't like Trekkie. I like Trekker. It's always sounded more like <laughs> Trekkie sounds a little flimflam, you know?
2: Mm, mm, I could I could see that. I get that, yeah. It's like
0: dismissive whereas That's Trekker fair. you feel like you're doing something. Like, <laughs> you know, fuck er, punch er. It makes it a more <laughs> active title.
1: It's a it's a verb. You made it a verb.
3: There we go. So what did you guys feel about the movie? Would you have anything that you would say you would consider it similar to? Like Jake said it's a emo robocop. <laughs> I I personally think it's almost just like a nine inch nail song that never ends, like a music video, right? Like right.
1: The- I was gonna say, yeah, like a music video. Now yeah. you've
3: ruined my life because yeah.
0: I want to hear Trent Reznor sing. This is the song that never ends.
2: <laughs> oh no! Somebody get on that. I, it, it, the internet's a vast and wondrous place. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's somewhere that probably yeah, right. exists. It's got to be. It's got to be. Just
0: with some industrial sounds in the background of, like, a fucking (laughs) piston going off. And you're like, okay, sure, because reasons.
2: (laughs) Because it's the 90s. Yeah. Oh, God. Definitely brought back some memories. I don't know what it uh, reminds me of, though, other than pretentious theater kids in high school. Ooh, that's a fun one. Have you seen this movie? It's it's the greatest thing. And you're like, what the What is this? Movie? Yeah,
1: like we were kind of um, when we watched it, we were kind of comparing it to like the Donnie Darko. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? That like, makes sense. Yeah, I guess that would be. Yeah, would be it's just the underground
2: right? movie that people thought they were cool because they had seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, not a bad movie. I'll never watch it again on purpose. Yeah, I
3: definitely. I definitely feel like the Hot Topic kids were just like, this is
2: the shit. You're
0: right. Put the dick and the balls of this movie in my mouth at the same time. <laughs>
2: all gurgle yeah wow yeah yeah
0: i wonder how many movies have been ruined for me based on people like in high school having that elitist like threshold issue like i remember very vividly seeing battle royale and being like this is absolutely fine because some fuckwit in my high school was like you haven't seen this oh my god and i was like oh you mean this japanese movie that's not in english that isn't at warehouse video and isn't played on cable yes i haven't seen that movie and limewire doesn't exist yet fuck off
2: Forgive me, yeah. Forgive me, right? Yeah.
1: Nobody yeah. had a bootleg copy on VHS. My bad, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and I find w- usually people are pretty forgiving when it comes to like leaving those shitty little like um actually comments or whatever, or like <laughs> the smug shit. But I find that <laughs> when I say stuff on the podcast, like, hey, that's fucking annoying. We definitely don't get it, and I feel like the people who usually are the um actually people get a reverse um actually from me, where I'm like um actually fuck yourself. <laughs> So you guys really? are still in your relative infancy. You guys have, what, 11 episodes up now?
1: Yes. We yes. just posted our 11th. Uh, a
2: couple bonus episodes, a couple episodes that had two parts because, well, basically we like hearing the sound of our own voices. So.
1: <laughs> it's mostly him.
2: So yeah, just yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> come to the learning tree of slashers and sit at my feet and listen to my <laughs> diatribe about fan comments that doesn't mean a fucking, actually, when they leave you this shitty smarmy comment, it does help you with most algorithms, even if it's like go to hell fun fact
1: good Mm -hmm. good yeah at least they listened
0: yeah i need to be more like inflammatory if you could believe that in my post and just be like you know what fuck the pope and just see what happens
1: oh man yeah well i mean you could dye
2: your skin orange and wear a a cheap wig
0: oh my god are we going to talk about uh what is it going there
2: are we going there
0: a trump teeny you want a trump teeny which is clorox bleach in a fucking martini glass (laughs) jesus christ one of my favorite tweets i have no idea who tweeted it i saw it reposted on reddit Was some guy was like if you would have told me in 2020 that kobe bryant would die and our president would recommend that people ingest bleach i would have said there's no way kobe bryant is dying (laughs) 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 because trump's been a cuck for fucking 50 years anyway (laughs) do you guys want to learn a little bit about the caliber comic upon which this film is based Hit me, Jake. Go on. So James O'Barr is the writer of the comic and the author in other forms as far as artistic rendition. Uh, he was using this as a means of coping with the idea that his fiance was killed by a drunk driver uh super fucking sad and then he took that and commingled it with a news story he heard from detroit wherein a couple was murdered over i think it was like a 30 dollar engagement ring and you put just tremendous virulent grief with awful dregs of humanity and you get the Mm -hmm. crow and it's it's a revolutionary comic for when it came out it's not necessarily good but like when you're reading it, you're like, ah, I'm reading this in the car on the way to Disneyland. And I just saw a ghostly titty. There's something <laughs> there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't pick this book up till, uh, till it was picked. The title was picked up by Image. And actually back here, I do have a couple of the issues. But uh, yeah, I couldn't say anything. It's basically what it feels like uh, what most of the underground comics were doing at the time. Edgy, dark, catering to the goth light crowd mm-hmm. for sure
0: and every black person is like super generic poorly written <laughs> no nuance it's always like what's that brother and you're like man that doesn't
2: age well at all sir no 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 but most things don't most things from yeah there, that time does does not
0: and selena had you ever read the comic
1: i i did not no
0: good you spared yourself 50 minutes of your life
1: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i watched 101 minutes of the crow and. So you need There's
3: yes. a part 2 and a part 3 and a part 4
1: not doing that Time
3: To show yeah <laughs> the only
0: real variance in the book to, or the comic book to the movie eh, that i'd like to highlight is a skull cowboy which actually would have been in the movie but for brandon lee's death and it's super heartbreaking because it's mike Berryman, the guy from the hills have eyes who the devil's rejects what a lot of the younger fans will know him from he's the guy who has kind of the pointy bald head and the fingers that don't have fingernails uh awesome and hearing him talk in uh, Shudder has a cursed movies documentary thing right now it's like a 28 minute thing it's fucking delightful I watched it before I came when I was jerking off one night and it was great but Berryman's like he's sitting there and he's just talking about how like this beautiful young man in Brandon Lee just dies and he like it was fine because he was like well that's the tragedy it's not the tragedy that i didn't get called back to be in this movie because we had to shoot another scene that's the sad part and they just moved on which is just a nice reassurance that he isn't a pile of ass
2: totally agreed i think my favorite moment with him is i want to say it's weird science Mm. when he's the head of the biker gang and they trash his house and then they like ask him to leave and he's like super like all right man that's all you had to say like (laughs) You know, well spoken and whatnot, and he just freaking leaves, and they're
0: like, oh. I do love him very much. And he's always, like you said, very well spoken. I just wish that people would give him a chance. You know what I mean? Like, give Peter Dinklage the lead in a rom com, give Mike Berryman the lead in a, like, just because he looks different doesn't mean he can't, like, sling some poon. Am I right?
2: I mean, I watched Game of Thrones. He (laughs) slings. (laughs) Will be
1: may not it's be kinda, little you
0: don't know that's true you're right you're right it's probably you know what i actually just watched the joe bob briggs season two premiere and they referenced the guy who plays ralphus in Bloodsucking freaks had a fucking hog on him so
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in case you haven't seen that film ralphus is a little person but he's a big person where it counts Ba da but did you know this film does not feature a single crow is that a raven it is is. They're all five of them are ravens because they're easier to train oh. and people are ignorant. And I myself, I'm like, oh, man, I love ravens. And then I was like, I clearly don't know fuck all because I did not catch that myself. <laughs>
2: But you know, did it take away from the movie? No, I think it's one of those things that's like, oh, get over it, yeah. and
0: especially the Crow is used or the Raven rather is used so much in like montage and in an artistic shot where it's like you're not it, you know, it's not like it's a Doctor. Doolittle film where it's talking or whatever. It's it's a set piece. I mean, on. I
3: feel like right. I feel like if they would have called the movie the Raven, they might have got the the people that are like more poetic. They're like, "Oh man, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll check it out, you know." Maybe nope, it's an Edgar
1: Allan Poe movie. Yeah,
3: yeah. exactly.
1: Poe
2: yeah. finally got it's due.
0: <laughs> John Cusack called, he wants his movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that didn't go well. So, other things they talked about in the cursed production. Did you know that an electrician suffered second and third-degree burns over his entire body and lost both of his ears because he backed a cherry picker up into a live wire while filming this film? It was the first day of principal photography. Numero uno.
2: I did hear that I did hear that there was so there was a uh, an accident of that nature and then didn't somebody else like drive a delivery truck through the set like the same day? I
0: don't know if it was the same day, but there was that as well. Then there was a hurricane that completely destroyed their backlot, which is 115 miles an hour. And so based on that, Entertainment Weekly ran an article that talked about the quote "curse of the crow" and I was like Maybe you just ain't seen n- n- nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because a publicist yeah. is like, hey, uh, at least nobody's died. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <sighs> it's a little rough. Whoopsie. Oh, man. Maybe don't send your uh, weapons handler home early.
0: Yeah, right. A guy who's union because you get him to the last day of union requirement and then go with a <laughs> local guy smart oh god hollywood freaking sad it actually wasn't in hollywood which is probably one of the reasons that it got so desperately fucked uh it was in north carolina if i'm not mistaken
2: yeah yeah Yeah.
1: north carolina
3: all right google that because i want to make sure do you guys happen to think that you know when these musicians that weren't exactly like amazing while they were alive all of a sudden they pass away they OD this or that and it becomes just like this big mega thing and everybody's like oh my god you should listen to Nirvana it's amazing Nirvana is great but there's other instances where you're just like eh I mean they're okay in this movie with what happened to them it just almost seemed like to catapult the entire movie right 100%
2: okay. oh oh, yeah yeah and, and, and I feel the same way about Nirvana great freaking band but it's like the first thing everybody talks about is how tragic it was that Kurt died, and it was, but I do do think that people took that and blew Nirvana up to something that they wouldn't have been if he would have continued mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at
0: Hendrix. Um, For fuck's sake, the guy only ever the top 20 once, and it was with Bob Dylan's song, and then he dies, and people are like, <laughs> oh my god, Jimi Hendrix, it's the, I, I need to get a commemorative tattoo of a man I've never met who didn't impact my life at all until he was dead. Come on.
2: Yeah.
1: I would say the same thing about Amy Winehouse
0: of Janice Joplin. Boom. How about that?
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: go all yeah. damn day. i going to say I don't know. Are you going to are you going to fight now? Uh, I'm
1: not going to fight. I barely know these people, so I'm okay. not going to fight about well, i going to say Janice like, Joplin.
2: Isn't she nobility to your people? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> my what? people. Well, what? you always think
2: she's my queen.
1: Well, they're not Queen. yeah yeah that's true and ellen degeneres is the president
0: <laughs> oh so you actually don't hate ellen like everybody else after her whole like quarantine i'm elitist my production assistant can sit outside like the unwashed proletariat no yeah, i saw
1: that there was like a, a, oh. a petition to get ellen page to host the ellen show as opposed to love ellen
3: DeGeneres. that, De- that <laughs> i'd be all for that <laughs>
1: i was like oh man oh poor ellen i know oh, yeah.
0: but she'd have Wait, to do it showing. wearing a red uh, hoodie right
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and we'd have to have the writers from juno writing everything
0: and then we could have what's that what's Vinny's name vinnie jones he could just stand in the background and be her production assistant and constantly remind her i'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> <laughs> because she played shadow cat Jesus. in x3 yep. never forget it it's awful it's everything i hate about everything god damn it
2: it wasn't as bad as x-men origins wolverine yeah
0: fair that's absolutely fair plus kelsey Grammer fucking rules so hard
2: Dude, right like seriously right. seriously great hank mccoy yeah. loved it
0: i'm gonna go on record i have never seen kelsey Grammer act in anything i didn't like him his performance even stinky pete and toy story 2 mikhail's navy i love I, f- I but that also comes from me watching a fuck ton of cheers as a kid
2: was it mikhail's navy or was it down periscope
0: you are correct you've corrected me i believe
2: that, that never happens so.
0: it's okay i'm gonna edit it just like when he was in down periscope <laughs> which one was mikhail's navy who did that one?
2: Oh, i couldn't tell you it was the lesser of the two for sure it was when hollywood was uh, was putting out the same movie twice every summer. Yeah. Like Deep Impact, Armageddon, those, those movies. Sixth oh, Sense
0: good. and uh, Stir of Echoes. Yeah, that was the uh, Tom Arnold one. Whoops. But it does have Tim Curry, so I've redeemed myself partially. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people compare Brandon's unfortunate passing to the passing of his father. Just a brief note. I did not know until researching this that Bruce had had his sweat glands removed before dying and that apparently he'd had a stroke leading up to it. I was like, come again? I don't, hmm, hmm? But I did know that Bruce's older brother died in infancy, so the parents apparently dressed Bruce up in, like, girls' clothes and called him a girl name so that whatever demon they believed haunted their household wouldn't kill him.
2: Well, that was not in Dragon the Bruce Lee story. I'll tell you that right
0: now. Fun fact, it actually is. There's a monologue about it, and I was like, that's what? I don't remember that at all
2: yeah i don't i don't at all holy moly holy crap yeah i do know that the cool the well the, the weird parallel is in one of bruce's movies the game He's actually playing an actor the game of death yeah and he gets shot in the movie you know during a scene mm-hmm. by a real bullet um which is kind of freaking weird
3: i always played uh, that character in tekken you mean law
2: yeah that, oh. yeah
3: that guy
0: law <laughs> fucking rips where he does that like moon salt off your chest and pounces on you
2: it's almost cheating yes hell yeah you played Tekken, I didn't
1: play Tekken. Yeah, Tekken's my shit. Yeah.
2: I played the better uh of the two mainstream fighting games, Mortal Kombat. What? Um Street no. Fighter can suck it, Jake. You're so wrong. <laughs> I don't know why you want to be muted for the rest of the episode.
0: That's just that's a fact that's a, a logical fallacy.
2: Okay. I'm just saying, which uh which which franchise is still going strong today? Street Fighter, there are another, million dollar uh, more... tournaments for Street Fighter, you uncultured swine?
3: <laughs> you know what's crazy is they're actually they're actually talking about creating an an actual Mortal Kombat fighting island, and Dana White is creating it. Yeah, oh.
2: that's the only way to yes. get around yes. COVID yes. testing
3: <laughs> to do is uh, Tony Ferguson and Khabib like, Nurmagomedov fight. I feel like I, I feel like I've seen this somewhere. Oh no, it happened in the fucking movie.
0: <laughs> you know who could play Goro is Chris Cyborg.
2: Oh, she no. blocked us on a prior podcast a we did
0: because she hates us. So. Hopefully she unblocked us just to hear this episode.
2: I mean, but well, that's good. That that's cool that you actually got her to block you. I mean, that's gotta feel kind of <laughs> Yeah, funny. we actually got um death threats
3: from the Diaz brothers. Which is pretty so dope, pretty fun. dope. Do you remember hearing about that, yes. Yeah.
1: Native New Mexican.
3: The Diaz's aren't.
1: No. Nope. They're from California. Stockton. The way they have Yeah,
3: they're from like the, from the slummiest part of California. <laughs> the yeah.
2: slummiest.
0: Yeah. The only reason that Stockton Not exists Oakland? is so you could drive out of it and feel better about yourself.
3: <laughs> Shall we get into the
0: Stabtistics for this week?
2: Stabtistics. Kick it.
0: So the film was made on a budget of $23 million. Uh, People like to kind of aggrandize how big this movie was. Not as great a theatrical hit as you would imagine. Much better in the home release market. It only made Mm -hmm. $50.7 million at the box office. Still cleared its money back and still was considered a success so much so they made four or three other movies, most of which are fucking terrible. I digress. Now, here's the interesting kind of timeline of events. So they start filming in Wilmington, North Carolina, February 1st, 1993. He's killed on set March 30th, 1993, 47 days into shooting. Then the film comes out 5 94 or May 13th, 1994. What do you think about the reshoots that they had to do, the you know damage control press they had to do, just the special effects, editing? That's a super amazing turnaround, considering there are movies that sit shelved that are fine, that just never
2: get out. Didn't somebody else buy the rights to it and put some more money into it? Yes. Um, and then release it? That is correct.
3: It seems like it would be pretty hard for me to go back to work the next day. After like your (laughs) co-star gets fucking murdered, you're just like, ah, well, see you guys Monday. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Imagine if it happened on a Monday and you're like, figures.
3: I'm just gonna take the rest (laughs) of the week off. Sorry, guys.
0: Well, apparently they were like fully willing to just throw the movie in the can. It was actually Brandon Lee's fiance and mom that were like, No, you should definitely finish this fucking movie because it's like his legacy. Uh, so that at least it's tasteful at least that's the narrative that's been presented maybe it was like they go up to the mom and they're like hey guess what he signed a contract in blood
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you can't exactly say no to the fiance slash mom right so the only dates
0: that really really matter aren't so much the release date but it's when sting unveiled his crow face paint it was october 21st 1996 that's when he did the retro sting kind of ultimate warrior shape But it was black and white. And then on November 4th, he did the full face. So November 4th is a holiday in my household starting now. (laughs) (laughs) But the competition on May 7th, 1994, you had Lion King. And on the 20th, you had Maverick. And basically, this was smooth sailing for this movie not to have any like substantive competition.
2: No, no, and I think the like just just to compete with the Lion King, um, I think that's that's enough because um, I mean, I, my my retro is showing here, but I think that's one of the greatest Disney movies of all time.
1: Absolutely,
3: I've shed exactly. quite a few tears.
1: <laughs> Dad, wake up! But the remake, not so much. Yeah, the remake. Can...
3: Haven't seen it. So Probably never will.
0: Not gonna. Don't I saw it. on Reddit somebody no, had taken it. like the live action one and like modified the CG so it looked like kind of cartoony, and I was like, oh. It's not like I'm just watching the Nature Channel. It actually looks like a cartoon <laughs> of some form. Like, interesting, because I'm I'm like the worst fucking guy. If you ever want to show me anything that's based on something else, I always just want the source material. Like mm-hmm. when people are like, "Oh, what what is it? Invisible people." The God damn it! I sound racist for not knowing what this movie is called. In <laughs> fuck, Invisible Mathematicians. What is it called? Numbers, hidden oh. numbers. No, there it's the black girls doing math. Yeah,
1: hidden yeah, numbers. That's,
3: that's the one. Yeah, for NASA. It's called Hidden numbers.
0: I'm it really sure. is.
1: Hidden figures. figures. Hidden figures. There we go. Son of a bitch.
3: Very it was close. Just like hidden it.
0: figures, for fuck's sake. I'd rather just watch a documentary on those lovely ladies than watch some poor actor's rendition. So it's like I'd rather just watch a documentary about lions and the pride and warthogs and butt fucking meerkats or whatever it's going on. Ridiculous. Runtime, hundred and two minutes. What'd you think? Is it easy breezy beautiful cover girl?
3: It's a little too lengthy in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I looked at that and was like, ooh, ooh. No, I, I feel like they
3: minutes. could have shaved off maybe a couple minutes here and there, like when he's like jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Maybe it's just <laughs> me. I like with the whole nine inch nails in the background, and you're just like, Yep, yeah, this is a music video. Absolutely. And it's all in slow mo for some reason. And you're like, that's not even like a big jump i yeah. guess it's cool i think
0: the problem is i mean they didn't want to like throw any footage of him they had away so like everything we have is going in and then we're just gonna work around it but i definitely agree even liking it this time i was like this is about 10 minutes too long at least
2: and i, I think a lot of it had to do with uh because all the reviews of it are like you know visually breathtaking
3: and, <laughs> oh
2: and, no and, and new and, and, and stylistically great and it's like yeah, that's the extra 10 minutes that you could have cut out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But it didn't look good, but it like, why is he smashing a guitar with like red lights behind him on the rooftop? Like, yeah, why I, is, I is he playing, playing guitar him. at all? It's a revenge film.
3: Why is he, why is <laughs> like, he doing acrobats and flying, like hanging out of his window sill? Like what, what does that have anything to do with any of the movie? Was he like in the circus before? Like, I
0: would love it if there was a scene in Robocop where he's like doing calligraphy and they're like, what? And you're like, what alex murphy liked calligraphy before he died so he's taking a break from his kill crazy rampage of revenge to do calligraphy obviously it's characterization guys yeah so it was directed by alex proyas who directed i robot and gods of egypt which is interesting because he was born in egypt and then moved to australia at the age of three and that's all the work he ever did oh wait he did one of jake's all-time favorite fucking movies dark city boom so anybody who has shit to say about this movie, if you think about this as a thesis statement for making that movie, you're like, it makes sense. <laughs> you guys are laughing. Have you not seen Dark City? Is it not I, the best movie ever? I have ever? Idea what
2: you're talking about. <laughs> I have not seen Dark City.
1: Nah, at all. I got nothing, man. You, you know, all
0: are the worst people. I'm calling the police.
3: <laughs> what? Are we going to start like a viewing party after this? Yeah. No, it's good.
1: We're all going to watch it on Google Hangouts.
2: On Google and the Goog things. (laughs) Um, No, the only thing I had to say about the director is uh, just Gods of Egypt, mediocre movie, not horrible. But um, how are you going to have like an origin story for like the Egyptian people and not have a single Arab actor anywhere on screen? A little awkward, right? Yeah, Jamie Lannister and um, and King Leonidas going at it there at the end. And it's like, there are no Arab actors. Where are the Egyptians? Where are the Egyptians? Yeah, yeah. That, that was my biggest thing with that. Yeah, so I
0: completely agree. But I'm going to move on. He got this writing. He did a film called Spirits of the Air, Gremlins of the Clouds, which is visually amazing substantively bereft but there's a woman with mime paint in it so i was like ah i see what's going on here laying the groundwork (laughs) but then he directed over a hundred music videos and it definitely shows in this movie because everything is a small music video (laughs)
2: <laughs> there it is there it is can't blame him now can't blame him nope it's, he went back to coming what he around knew. he went back to what he knew yep
0: so david J. Shaw and john shirley adapted the comic book into the screenplay for this film interesting enough Shaw did an episode of the new shutter version of creep show did texas chainsaw massacre 3 and texas chainsaw massacre the remake did critters 3 and critters 4 and an unused draft of freddie versus jason which i find fascinating and then john Shirley. This guy is kind of a god to me. He did episodes of the real Ghostbusters, the Robocop TV show, Defenders of the Earth, Spawn, Batman Beyond, Iron Man Armored Adventures, and the 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series.
2: That's pretty
0: fucking cool.
2: I can honestly say I don't dislike anything that he's done then. Yeah. Defenders of the Earth. I was
1: going to say, (laughs) this is like the low point of his writing career, I think. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you got to start somewhere
0: yeah well then this is true <laughs> so after brendan lee dies then they brought in waylon green renee balser and michael s chernuchin to do the workaround like how do you get rid of the skull cowboy and how do you basically make sure that he doesn't have to speak when his stump double is wearing a mask of his face oh it's terrifying <laughs> have you seen the behind the scenes pictures of it it's fucking terrifying.
1: It's a little weird. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it, you actually kind of you, you, you're you kind you're kind of in awe on how well it actually looked in the final cut on how bad it looked on set.
0: Yeah. So the film is produced by Jeff Most, and he had actually been following the comics since it was being released in small batches. So he was very into the whole thing. And he had actually personally reached out to Joy Division about being it, doing the song for the movie. And he even like sent a letter, which you can find online. And he got ghosted. What a bunch of dicks. You mean you're too busy doing music videos for what is it? Strange love triangle with a a, a yellow circle and a blue triangle or slapping each other. You can't get back to this poor bastard. <laughs> Moving on. The music was done by Graham Revell. Fans of our show will know this fella because he's the poor schmuck who did an entire fucking musical score for the 13th Warrior only for it not to be used in the film. And that job goes to Jerry Goldsmith. Wow. I'm not complaining because Jerry Goldsmith's the fucking man, but let me just paint you a picture of Ravel's career. Child's Play 2, People Under the Stairs, Street Fighter, The Movie, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Movie, From Death Till Dawn, The Cross of the Angel, Spawn, The Craft, The Saint, The Negotiator, The Bride of Chucky, The Titan AE, The Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Freddy vs. Jason, The Daredevil, The Sin City. I mean, some of those movies fucking suck, but it's not because of the music.
1: No,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. That's at the uh 13th warrior. I didn't tell you that. the truth, what was I doing when I was listening to that episode? Oh, you guys baby. don't want to know what I was doing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> Palmela and her five friends.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> Pamela Henderson. My mom told me that nice joke man. when I was like five. <laughs> and one of my mom's friends <laughs> told me I had DSLs as a kid. That sucks. What? That sticks with you until you're 30 and you're out doing a podcast in your garage. Do you know what DSLs are, Brian? <laughs> it certainly creepy, doesn't man. stand for
2: internet. It's dick sucking lips. <laughs> <laughs> I was 10. When we, when we stop recording, if you need to talk about that, <laughs> we're, we're here for you. We're here for you.
0: The makeup was done by Lance Anderson. <laughs> he got an Academy Award nomination for Cinderella Man. And I'm like, really? Makeup for that? Hmm. Huh. Uh, He also was nominated Mm -hmm. for Dawn of the Dead, Planet of the Apes, and the Island of Dr. Moreau. That's fucking cool, right? And then uh, Sharon Ilson won a Daytime Emmy for her makeup on Pee-wee's Playhouse, and she worked on The Day After Tomorrow and Broken Arrow, uh, which is not good.
2: (laughs) It's going to go (laughs) on the record. Howie Long is in Broken Arrow. (laughs) Yes, Matt Howie Long. Wow.
0: (laughs) So shall we get into nicknames? Nicknames. Nicknames. Say something that rhymes with nickname yeah. Improvise, no pressure Lick fames. There we go, Brandon wow. Lee go. as Eric Draven He was a- allegedly the only person who was offered the role Which I, yeah, quick question And he won the, f- posthumously won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Actor for this film Do we have a nickname for this gentleman?
2: I mean, the whole time I kept on calling him Sting
0: Yep, so <laughs> That's exactly that what I had, yeah. so we're good
2: Yes. So there
0: seems to be some confusion about the way that he died. So people think that it was just an active round. That was not the case. So what happened is they had a dummy slug in there. So it had the illusion that there was a cartridge in. And any click of a hammer can dislodge that fake head and put it into the barrel. Then when they load a blank, there is enough gunpowder to shoot that at 3,000 feet per second, which is a bullet. It's just... A fake bullet and it went right through his heart and fucking killed him. Uh it was a, a distance of a, a between three and a four and a half meters. So you're talking twelve feet on the far end, three thousand feet, with like even if it was an airsoft pellet at three thousand feet per second, you're dead. And so is mm-hmm.
1: he. Yeah, the heart for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah and yeah. then you know they have that big board like during the production meetings that says like how many days we've gone without an accident and they're just like <laughs> all right wipe it down wipe it off
1: starting at zero. Oh man. <laughs>
3: uh, Imagine their work
0: comp insurance. But the the true like oh. I think the saddest part he was supposed to get married in Mexico on April 17th. So you're talking mm-hmm. 3 weeks away and Oh, God, that hurts the heart. And it just it adds this poetry to the movie. Right. But it's her. She his his fiance needs to turn into a crow and kill the guy who is the firearm specialist for this film. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Real life. Crow. That's when uh, that's when um, life imitates art.
1: Yeah,
0: I would watch the fuck out of that. I'm not kidding. Like I would watch straight up murder because I
2: think that would be awesome handheld phone footage somebody yeah. following her around
1: Ooh, a mockumentary i'm Mock- about it
2: <laughs> i'm about it no we can't make money off of somebody else's death <laughs> an accidental death too
0: so he actually made his debut in the abc tv film kung fu the movie and obviously he's half uh, chinese and so in this film there were a few uh, unsavory racial epithets and caricatures of Asian people that he actually successfully Advocated were removed and could you Imagine how much more painful it would be If the guy died and like the last Thing was him doing like a Mickey Rooney Style like Asian character Oh that would hurt so bad
2: Yeah 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 that because that's Now that's what you're known for Mm -hmm.
0: Rochelle Davis Played Sarah Uh, I want to call Her Darby Allen because If you've ever seen the pro wrestler Darby Allen he stole this girl's Everything he is just this girl from this movie and he's not his own independent wrestler. It is fucking weird. And to the point where I was like, I Googled Rochelle Davis, Sarah Darby Allen, and was shocked that apparently I'm on the cutting edge of this theorem.
2: <laughs> well, I would have, if I wasn't watching it with Me. with my sister, I would have called her Selena um, because that's who she was growing up. She was the, uh, the tomboy for lack of a better term, always on her skateboard and,
0: yeah, isn't skateboarding the first thing on your Instagram bio?
1: Yes. <laughs> Is it?
0: Probably. I do my research on fucking everything, not just the movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did not have an undercut as a child.
2: Yes. She definitely did have an undercut.
1: I did not. No, have not one. you, her. Oh, but I'm just saying, like, I did not. Yeah. Sarah had an undercut. I did not. Yeah. Our nickname was Avril Lavigne and/or Undercut. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god i will i will forfeit darby allen if we could call her skater boy
2: skater boy Boom, i said see
0: you later boy ernie hudson played sergeant albrecht uh i mean i'm looking at notes that are brian's notes brian you say these because i was like wait a second
3: <laughs> i basically i i said obviously known for his work as detective o'malley in airhead if you recall
0: <laughs> that movie is so good
2: <laughs> oh
3: but he's but he's also winston <laughs> in uh ghostbusters so you know there's
0: winston.
2: that yeah that's what we called him we called him winston yep i think a
0: perfect choice
3: I like to add fun little notes to Jake. So uh, wait, Yeah, because like, I saw an emoji them and, them and I was like, like hold up. <laughs> I didn't put an
2: emoji in these notes.
3: <laughs> That's what happens when I do notes. I work in between breaks of the slave driving. Michael
0: Wincott was top dollar. Or should I say, Michael Wincott was top dollar. How the fuck does he talk like that?
3: that it was weird, Batman man. voice before Batman voice. He's definitely a unique cat, man.
0: He was in Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. It's not just a sandwich. It's a film. (laughs) (laughs) He was also in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which, fun fact, I watched probably a thousand times as a child and Alien Resurrection, which is a delightful film that people shit on all the time. (laughs) So do we have anything for him?
2: I always I just called him the Highlander. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's good. I like that.
2: Yeah.
0: I was gonna call him Weebo, but I don't know if that's racist. So let's go with Highlander.
3: <laughs> I mean, come on, he's like,
0: oh, I have this Asian sister, and I'm all like, come on, buddy. It's like you, you're in fucking Detroit. Like, come on, you're a fucking round-eyed white devil. Bai Ling played Micah.
3: <laughs> I say the worst stuff, oh. Brian.
0: You want to take hey. us one, buddy?
3: <laughs> yeah. So Biling as Micah, she's actually worked with various prestigious filmmakers such as Oliver Stone in Nixon, George Lucas in Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith, Barry Sonnenfield in Wild Wild West, and Andy Tennant in Anna and the King. I
0: have to interject. You said
3: Wild Go Wild on.
0: West like some kind of honky. You didn't say <laughs> Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperada, Rough Rider oh God. No, nothing?
2: Nothing.
3: Whatever. Nope. Nope. Oh
0: no.
2: I think
3: I saw that movie once in theaters and never again.
0: You're doing Fun yourself fact, a my disservice. Really,
1: our dad really likes that movie. It yeah. has
2: Mr. Yeah, Phoebe really
0: Cates in it, for fuck's sake.
2: <laughs> the most racist thing I've ever seen Will Smith do is in that movie when he does like the whole, this is how my people communicate. And he oh. starts playing the bongos on the lady's fucking boobs. And I'm like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> One of those ones where you raise <laughs> no. your finger and you're like,
0: I don't, I'm not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna.
2: I'm not allowed to laugh at this joke.
0: So I don't actually have a nickname for her, and I hope that doesn't make me as racist as Will Smith.
2: Uh,
1: I mean, it could be Cersei Lannister. We were comparing yeah. them to the Lannisters for. Yeah, they were
0: oh, definitely
2: too close. They were butt
0: fucking. Yes,
2: creepy sister.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And I, and I would say butt fucking. And I don't know if he was the one doing the fucking. Oh, shit. he's <laughs> definitely getting pegged.
0: I guarantee it. Because <laughs> she's all obsessed with eyes, right? So she wants his brown eye. Zing.
1: Oh goodness, boom!
0: Finger guns. There we go. Finger guns, Sophia Shine Ass as Shelley Webster. Does she need one? She dies like this, this.
3: <laughs> five minutes yeah. into the film. Who is she again?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was in Baby's Day Out, though. So, I mean, she's probably an Academy Award winner. I haven't looked that up. <laughs>
2: Funny thing, I didn't, I didn't realize that, but I actually watched that like a week ago.
3: What that's a great
0: Baby movie! it's
2: a
3: great movie. I remember watching yeah. it as a kid. It's entertaining. What Was that yeah. guy's name Joe Montaigne? Um, God damn it, he's in that true detective show. whatever the fuck it's called? Joe Montaigne. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell is he in? I got nothing.
2: He's
0: referencing the Water yeah, Boy. I, know,
2: yeah. I said Joe yeah, Montaigne.
0: So then you had Anna
2: Levine, it's actually a r- real football player. <laughs> He, he was actually a real Joe, Joe Montana is actually a real football player.
0: Oh, not just Joe Montana. Are you is are you taking a joke back? Are you making
2: are you making <laughs> Joe I mean, Montana I mean, into, a into a joke? I mean, he played for San Francisco, so he it's was already a, a joke. joke. Yeah. Ooh. guns.
0: It works. It's fair.
2: They were in the Super Bowl. Can't fucking do it. Um, but no, there was there was a, there was a a football player Cri- by the name of Joe Montana, and then not Joe Montana, who's obviously Fucker
3: was in criminal minds that's what it was
2: Yes, <laughs> yes so <laughs> <and> minutes later
0: <laughs> you had david patrick kelly as t-bird uh who was in
2: the warriors so fuck yeah i will also bring this up i'll see your warriors and raise you commando
0: i'll see your commando and raise you john wick
2: oh he wasn't john wick too yes. Yes. i'll Jake see you john wick and yeah, i'll
0: raise you tales it. from the dark side
2: I haven't seen that movie again since it was
0: illegal for yeah. It's not good. I thought it was
2: a bad movie. Yeah. It's, it's,
3: it's definitely bad.
0: So when it comes to these fucking idiot lackeys, can we just call them by their dumb names? We don't have to give them nicknames, yeah. right? Like, I right. doubt his birth certificate read T-Bird, right?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It is Detroit. It's Detroit, <laughs>
0: early 90s. Then you had Angel David as Skank. I mean... We're calling him Skank. There you go. Lawrence Mason as Tintin. Tintin. <laughs> Mike Massey as fun boy, who should be called Gunboy because he is the fella oh, no. who did the shooting.
2: Oh,
1: no. I didn't Damn. want to make that joke
0: didn't want it felt bad about it as i was saying it brian you can attest that's a, <laughs> that's a joke that's not prepared in my notes right
3: <laughs> it is not yeah you gotta be a, a little impressed with the the guy's work ethic though after this happened he went on to kind of have a pretty illustrious career
0: truly yeah he did some good voice acting work uh okay. ultimate avengers ultimate avengers 2 he was in seven x-files supernatural um yeah he was acting um, also
2: took a year off yeah after after the every after everything happened he took a year off it was like super depressed and shit like that you know
3: i mean seems pretty
2: understandable (laughs) oh no i'm not not faulting the guy at all yeah but yeah
0: yeah. i've actually heard multiple interviews of people talking about how he like felt personally responsible even though it's like that dude has a great get out of jail free card as evidenced by the fact that he got out of jail free but my point is is like (laughs) there is there's one person to blame and it's the firearm specialist and this guy was still like just i don't know i don't know how i would handle it I like to think that I've been so anesthetized from playing violent video games that I'd be like, all right, let me find another person to shoot. But uh, in real life, I'd probably be like, <laughs> ah, I'm also the guy who, like, catches spiders and g- gently takes them outside. Uh, so I'm probably too big of a wussy boy to actually murderize someone.
2: It's raise spiders with, uh, with weed killer. What? Slowly. Slowly.
0: Yeah. I don't like that at all. No, I
2: don't have bug killer. All it's a big ass freaking black widow man i hate spiders what Favorite superhero spider-man and i hate spiders
0: i don't think he necessarily likes spiders either after they bit him but we'll move on tony todd <laughs> played grange uh he's the candy man so yeah. i mean yeah yeah he also looks fucking great in his, every outfit in this movie like makes me wish i i want to put on some corona feel the rhythm of the night get his outfit and go to a club <laughs> in the 90s god damn it i'll get laid if Instead of avenge Sevenfold, I will be laid tenfold. <laughs> John Polito played Gideon. Uh, he was actually considered for the role of Captain Spaulding. That would have been
3: awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Not a fan. Not a fan of that idea oh, no. at wow. all.
1: <laughs> I can't see that at all.
3: R.I.P. sitting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So John Politico, he's actually he was in five Coen Brothers films. He was in Miller's Crossing in 1990, Barton Fink 1991, The Hudsucker Proxy in 94, The Big Lebowski in 98, and The Man Who Wasn't There in 2001. He was also in Chud, Highlander, Bushwhacked, and American Gangster. He's credited in being in over 220 roles, varying from voiceover to television and
0: film. This guy is so lucky he got to share the silver screen with Daniel Stern in Chud
3: and
2: in Bushwhacked. (laughs) Bushwhacked is actually a very underrated movie. It truly is. It's very fun. Yeah, definitely loved that movie.
0: Then we had Bill Raymond as Mickey. Uh, Hey, Mickey, you so fine. I'm about to lose (laughs) my mind. Anyway, uh, he was also in Chud, 12 Monkeys and Lincoln. Last, we have Marco Rodriguez as Torres who was who in what with whom Brian
3: He was in Cobra with Sylvester Stallone Which
2: fucking rules it's so <laughs> bad
3: it's good
2: well, I was actually talking about this yesterday um the 80s action flick should be its own genre mm-hmm. it, it it's not just action it's 80s action and it's so bad it's fucking great
0: I 100% agree with you If you start a petition, I will sign it and we can submit it to the American Film Institute and change the world. But the great thing is the juxtaposition (laughs) is he was in Cobra with Stallone, but then also in High School Musical. So, I mean, a job's a job, right? (laughs) Like, I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Kind of is his career.
1: (laughs) To quote Halle Berry, I still got paid, motherfuckers.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely perfect. So the construct of the film is guy and wifey to be get murderized a year later he comes back as a wraith and kills everybody need i say more there's also the only (laughs) the only real subject for debate here is he a wraith or is he a revenant Ooh,
2: i would i think it's Ah. wraith revenant aren't you brought oh no but he was brought back by the crow see (laughs) you (laughs) see i literally googled this (laughs) i i
0: negotiated this with myself in my mind for about 20 minutes there's a compelling argument for each
2: Where's the, uh, where's the 5e player's handbook? Right. Let me bring that shit up on my phone. All right.
0: D&D 5e. It's saying an entire unit of men at all slain by one creature. It didn't believe it at first. Your perfection. Oh, this is a, an excerpt from another thing.
3: It's like w- Wikipedia for D&D or what?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm, so maybe not revenant because a revenant can reclaim another mortal's body. So basically a revenant possesses. Somebody else's body.
0: That's fair, but he also mind fucks the bad guy by getting inside of his head. So to what extent he has that power, we don't necessarily know.
3: Trust me, guys. Jake's a lawyer. He'll argue to death until he wins. But
0: I started <laughs> off my thesis was that he was a Wraith. Simply put, according to the 5 e yeah. D&D manual, a Wraith is malice incarnate concentrated into an incorporeal form that seeks to quench all life. The problem is he is a corporeal form and thus he can't yep. be a Wraith. Yep. So I feel like Revenant has to be it. Thank you very yep. much.
2: Yeah. I'm making the ruling right now. Ooh. As the DM.
1: <laughs> As the DM. he's okay. a Revenant.
0: Boom. <laughs> I feel really good about this. This is going to be the most gripping part of the episode. People are going to be like, um, uh, fucking nerd. So how do you like the construct of the film? The first thing I have to say, I love the practical effects. I love the way that the town is set up. I love the miniature. Like, I think it's super fun. And also you, none of you have seen dark city, but when you see dark city, the city is like, it makes sense that a kid who grew up loving labyrinth loves dark city because like it's its own entity in so many ways. And so this film kind of has that. And like I was watching it with my wife and she was like, "Oh, these effects." Whew. And I was like, "Yeah, but here's the thing. Like I kind of love like the shitty like real effects as opposed to like CG, you know, where it's like he's just mm-hmm. superimposed on other shit, but I'd rather have that than like him looking like a PS1 character."
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um I think as far as like the, like the flow and how it was shot, I have, I have no qualms with that. I mean, it, some, some of the, the scenes are actually, you know, artistically done. And I, I could appreciate how they look. Um, it was a simple plot, simple to the point. Would you swish- say it
1: was visually breathtaking? Visually breathtaking.
2: No, because I'm not an artsy person. Like that.
1: Oh,
2: okay. And I'm not knocking on artsy people like that. I just don't have that brain. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it was a simple plot. Boom, boom, boom. You knew where he had to go if it was a video game it'd be a side scroller
0: yes um this is like a castlevania but even simpler like yeah. this is like a yeah. dumb person's castlevania for yeah. people like me
2: yeah <laughs> um no great simple and there's there's brilliance in the basics and and i love that about it it's just the writing could have been better and not just the writing the dialogue could have been
1: better well yeah and i was reading that um it was compared to tim burton's batman you know in the way yes it, of you know like the set composition and the way it was filmed and stuff like that and how dark it was so eh, there were
0: allegations that they had offered burton the directing part but he was like i've spent too much headspace in like the dark and gloomy comic stuff no but i've also seen inconsistencies. so i don't know if that's actually accurate but Mm -hmm. it would stand to reason i mean if i was looking for a guy who had success in garth in gothic comic books i would just do that
1: yeah Uh, yeah yeah yeah. i like I some know. of
0: it like it was inevitable that he was gonna do the reference to edgar Allan Poe's the raven right but like i kind of pop for it like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shit on it like it was bad but like i
2: liked how bad it was am i am i alone in this no no i love cheese i love all the cheese and all the fan service <laughs> i I, I, lo- I love that shit I, I when you know it's coming you see it coming they're setting it up setting it up And then you almost quote it before it's quoted. Mm -hmm. It's still just as satisfying. I love it.
3: It's kind of funny how you had mentioned that it reminds you of like a side scroller video game. Because I could totally imagine you going through the dungeon and coming across all of these like side bosses to get to the main boss. And that's exactly how this movie is. This movie is Mega Man, right? Like he goes (laughs) to each one. He
0: gets the coat from the first guy. And then he goes this and that. At each one he like (laughs) learns something and gets a new thing to kill him.
3: And then he gets a sword in the very end. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. You're not the right. road is dangerous ahead.
0: <laughs> so are we gonna talk about god damn it? I'm I'm too much of a dad. I'm an old cranky dad. Because I was like, mm-hmm. the way that cranky gritty mouth boy, uh what do we call him, Weeboo? whatever the fuck, the way he dies, he's gassed on from Beauty and the Beast. We can all agree, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad they like metal the fuck out of it by making his like you know he falls on the gargoyle and it starts puking blood. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to make an endless gif of that looping as like my background at work. So if somebody comes up to me, I could just like tilt my monitor to them and be like. (laughs) 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 It's
3: definitely, I feel like the slay of the game for me. Oh,
0: it's beautiful,
2: definitely, definitely. And again, it's super cheesy. You saw it coming you know, sitting there fighting on the roof and, you know, I'm like a cathedral and you know that there's Pointy wrought iron fences everywhere.
3: I mean, so you saw it coming, I feel. But... I feel like it's a bit anticlimactic on how it happens with him just grabbing his head. I don't know. Like <laughs> he's getting his ass beat like the, for a good five <laughs> minutes straight, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I got an idea. Let me just grab your head and and show you thirty hours worth of pain." And you're like,
2: <laughs> uh, "Whatever." You
0: didn't like. I actually really like that. If I'm honest, like I, I mean, idea... maybe
3: if he would have. Maybe if he would have like slowly gained those powers or like figured out how to use them instead of just all of a sudden, okay, I know what the fuck to do. Boom, you're dead.
0: But like he was touching stuff throughout. If So in the original intro, uh, when he comes to life, there's an explosion that he witnesses and he grabs, uh, it's right after he gets the boots and he has one of those like telepathic visioning things immediately. So it's reiterated more times throughout. So I could see that because in the cut that we all get, the theatrical cut, it's, I think, like only like two or three times that he really effectively does it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, one of the times he touches his cat and he's like, Gabriel! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to hear something fun? This movie's super transphobic because in the comic book, Gabriel is a lady cat that gives birth to kittens. <sighs> yep. How
1: can they? Super
0: oh, transphobic, Jesus. not about it. Uh, can we talk about uh, David Patrick Kelly as T-Bird? Uh, Fire it up! Fire it! <laughs> that guy has no fucking subtlety and i love it he is so good at being just you hate him on a malevolent level like you want him de like tink 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 warrior
2: like he's so Warriors. good yeah. yeah yeah no he's definitely has that uh our father has this um this trait where mm-hmm. they can just get under your fucking skin without even trying and yeah, he just has that. He just oozes that that annoyance, and it's not just annoying. You, yeah, I'll leave the room and leave you alone. But it's just like, no, I I, I want to run you over. I would love if like if, if you you know any pro wrestlers
0: out there who want to be heels, watch him. This is the guy in everything because there are few like rarely are there people as grating and frustrating and just amazingly hateable as him.
2: Yeah, I, I'll I'll definitely agree with that. Definitely agree
1: with that. You're not wrong.
0: No, no. He's the cinematic Miz, Or, you know, you could even go so far as to say MJF if it wasn't for the fact that that guy writes really well, too. Jesus. (laughs) That guy, like, he's super clever. And I'm like, where does this come from? Like, does he just sit and just steal stuff off the Internet?
2: He's ahead of the curve. He's writing everything on the Internet. Probably. So
0: a couple of things I wanted to note. Did you guys notice that when the crow lands on the headstone? The foam headstone clearly starts to like rock under the weight of the crow. <laughs> it was adorable. Oh, I, no, I did not. I did not. I busted that. up laughing, and my wife looks at me like I'm some heartless prick as we're watching this movie. Like, what the fuck? Like, some people just died. And I'm like, it, it's funny. Oh, though. so
3: you know what? That's why Party City ends up getting a credit at the very
2: end of the movie. <laughs> Whoa. finger guns.
1: Yes. Love
2: that. Yeah. No, I did not. I did not notice that. Nope. The only thing I think we really, and you brought this up, we really noticed is they really emphasized, what was it? Skater boy flipping up her skateboard. Yes. Like every time. It was like like, full shot. It was a full shot. I don't know why. Like, yes, we get it. She's good at skateboarding. Kind of. Get on with it. (laughs) I always
3: thought it was interesting how she's like portrayed as some kid who, you know, likes hot dogs and skateboarding and she doesn't like onions because it makes you fart. But at the same time, she's also this girl that's like super deep and poetic and she like does a voiceover and you're like that you would never say that. You would never say any of the things that you're saying. This is her inner
0: monologue, Brian. She's being vulnerable (laughs) with us, the audience.
1: Maybe she doesn't want to show you that side of her. Maybe she's trying to put on this this tough facade and honestly yeah
3: she's like just check out this undercut bitch (laughs) (laughs)
2: Head of my time also grudge rule
0: in the comic book it's super interesting he burns down his house that he has with her uh with shelly and leaves this girl sarah like destitute and just sends the cop to like go fetch her and i'm like you could have just given her the house you fucking prick
3: (laughs) yeah because you know her mom is such a attribute to society right shooting up and you know hanging out with guys that like to fucking swallow bullets for some reason i don't know yeah imagine passing that (laughs) explosive (laughs) yeah
2: right fun fact i actually did that when i was a kid i swallowed a 22 long
0: did it go out is it still there i'm
1: guessing i hope it went out (laughs) well i don't think you would be able to pass through metal detectors would you
2: if it hadn't copper. I don't know and it's only that big but still yeah I don't know why I, I had a round in my goddamn mouth and I was like nine fun fact it was inserted the other way oh no <laughs> I pegged myself yeah
0: I was the dumb kid who I cracked open a thermostat and drank mercury because I thought that it would make me a superhero and I didn't die Uh, the first person I ever told that to, because I realized too late in life, I never told anybody because I didn't want anybody to find out and take away, like, you know, every superhero has to be secret. And so I didn't tell anybody. And then I realized, oh, Mercury's super, super poisonous could definitely have died. So it wasn't until I told my wife and she just shook her head and said, you were raised by fucking wolves. And just like, that was the end of the conversation.
2: So I will say I, although as an adult, Pseudo-adult, man-child, whatever. I don't condone that. However, as a former little boy, I completely get it. I 100% get why you did that.
0: The logic is sound. Like, I thought I was going to be the T1,000, you know? But it just so happened it didn't happen that way.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do we have any closing remarks on this as we're wrapping down?
2: Other than the fact that this has like an 80... When I looked this up, it had an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes. Certified fresh. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes at all. No, it's no. fucking
3: garbage. Yeah, it's pretty terrible.
2: I, I looked up. I looked up like movies that had like lower than well, like sub ten percent. Look at Hook. Out that maybe yep, yeah, yep. Reign of Fire, fucking great movie. Batman and fucking basically America take down some dragons. Awesome. Return to Oz, and I fucking love that movie. Eh. It's fucking it's fine creepy, man. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance was my biggest one. Yeah. Really. Die Hard with a Vengeance is my favorite Die Hard. And a lot of that has to do with with Sammy J. Truly,
0: I've probably seen it more than the original because I consider the original to be a holiday film. And so I only watch it around the holiday. Like I would never watch yeah. that in July.
3: I feel like we've watched it a few times during Christmas.
2: Oh, that's, that's my Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. John McClane saves Christmas from terrorists. Boom. At, there you go. At one
3: time, I feel like it was a tradition for Brian to... Uh, lay on his stomach watching that movie at Christmas time at Jake's house and fall asleep like a little kid.
0: That's happened... (laughs) No, that's happened at least twice,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. At least. It's a thing. (laughs) And then I, like, curl up on my side like a little puppy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I remember one year, you fell asleep during Die Hard and woke up during Lethal Weapon, but it was also the Christmas (laughs) scene where he's about to shoot himself. And I was like, I wonder if he, like... (laughs) If he's processing that he's been asleep that long, or if he's just like, man, I didn't realize how similar those movies were.
3: (laughs) (laughs) just all fused together. Absolutely, man.
0: So we have to get to the the grading criteria of the film. Mm -hmm. Do you consider this a classic, a trashic, or a tragic? And for the grading criteria, classic is good, good. Trashic is good, bad. Tragic is bad, bad.
2: I would put it
0: in the... Don't try and pander to me. I, I see the look on your face. You're going to say tragic. So you might as well just rip the bandaid off so I can tell you why you're wrong.
2: I, I actually wasn't going to say tragic oh, um, damn because I, they're, they're, they're all there are redeeming qualities of this movie. I just think that, again, I think the biggest thing is the dialogue is horrible. But he does it well, right? <laughs> like that's <laughs> and it's not even Brandon. Lee. Exactly.
0: That's my thing. It's like objectively what he's saying is kind of fucking terrible, but he does it well. So I I put uh, this in the classic category.
1: Oh, classic. I, see, I, I went and I all the trash. way to
0: classic. Yeah, I didn't skip trashic. Brian, what do you I think? Would've, I
1: would have gone to Trashic for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. I also agree with you guys. I, I feel like it's in the trashic category. It's not bad, bad. It's not great, great. It's eh, somewhere in the middle. I mean, I did enjoy rewatching it. Don't get me wrong, but it's about all it goes to.
0: So, okay. You know what? Maybe Maybe I see your reasoning here because here's my thinking why be a a guppy in the ocean of good good when you could be the shark in the pond of good bad (laughs) right like not all good bad movies are the same like this movie beats the fuck out of tammy the t-rex so yeah you know what i'm okay saying it's a trash (laughs) because it's like a good trash on like the high end this is like your top shelf
2: stuff right but i wouldn't even say it takes the crown though
0: what's your favorite good bad movie of all time
2: oh fucking favorite good bad movie of all time no
0: pressure but all of our fans are going to judge you the likelihood of them their thumbs are hovering over the button the play button on one of your episodes right now <laughs> they're like see you better fucking say and then you're going to say the wrong thing and they're going to give you a one-star review without ever even listening so you
2: better sell it uh best good bad movie the clowns from outer space
0: not a, that's not a good bad movie that's a good good movie you're wrong
1: you're wrong yeah <laughs>
2: I usually am.
0: No, that's a very fair statement, and I think you'll get a lot of listeners. So good for you. Selena, do you have a favorite good, bad movie so people can tell your barometer for bullshit?
1: I feel like most of the movies that I like, people think are not good anyway. So uh,
2: I like to break them down as guilty pleasures. Something that you know is a guilty pleasure, but you love anyway.
1: Ooh, as above, so below. I think a lot of people hated that movie. I really liked it. I think that's a
2: classic. I would, yeah. I would, I would say that's a classic. A
1: lot actually. of people give me shit because I really liked that movie. I really like that
0: movie. It's very well done. And anything that gives me an excuse to go back and read Dante Alighieri is, uh, I'm all about it. <laughs> Brian just texted me super good because his dogs are barking, so his microphone is muted. So he loves As Above, So Below, so you're good there. And I know, okay. I know Brian intimately. I know him biblically. You know what mm. I mean? A little bit of the in and out. Mm. His favorite good bad movie of all time is Spice World. And because his mic's muted, he can't argue with it. That's canonical. <laughs> so make sure to check out our friends. Much ado, ADO, about nothing. Nope, nerding. Sorry. God damn it, Shakespeare. Much ado, ADO, about nerding, a podcast about nerd shit. You guys sold out and did some sports stuff recently, which I'm not all about, but I was like, okay, I like you, Simon so that. But you can find <laughs> your podcast on Apple, on Google. You can just Google the podcast and it'll show you podcasting apps that you could use for it. Mm -hmm. you are a plague you are a legion you're on instagram much underscore adieu underscore about underscore nerding underscore podcast
2: question mark podcast yes yeah
0: no question mark i was just making sure i got it right and then your twitter
2: is the handle is at much ado that wasn't taken no weird no Nice. No, I googled. I googled it, and I kept on googling because I was like, somebody else had to have come up with this bullshit because this was like a drunken fever dream when I came up with the the name. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, my dumbass can't come up with something that cool. Not that it's cool. It's pretty fucking cool.
1: You did it. I did it. Yay!
0: But yeah. yeah. And so, give us give us your elevator pitch about why our fans should listen to your show.
2: Oh, uh, well, we're. Basically, a brother-sister, uh, we like to call it a nerdcast, because uh, we just nerd out about everything we talk about. Mm-hmm. Brother-sister nerdcast discusses everything uh, nerdy from Dungeons & Dragons to Dark Disney, or the Wizarding World to the World Series. One of the things I like to say is, nerds and jocks are basically two sides of the same coin. Um, there's nothing different about, you know, nerding about baseball.
1: Or, or knowing the stats of a wraith. Or the knowing the
2: that. stats of a fucking wraith, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's it's two sides of the same coin. And I am that fucking coin because I'm huge into sports, but I mean, I cry during Star Wars, so.
1: And I'm basically his hype man to let him nerd out about, <laughs> <laughs> about the things that he loves too but also we have a lot of nerdy things in common so
3: yeah i feel like yeah. selena and i have uh the same kind of thing going on with our <laughs> counter cohorts right i'm yeah, like jake's yeah. forever hype man like yeah he's
0: my flavor of flame and i'm definitely the chuck d i'm like militant <laughs> and focused. And we got to do this and, th- and brian's like cool <laughs>
3: awesome <laughs> i like how jake just yep. throws random fucking bullshit at me just to see if i'll break and like start laughing and i'm <laughs> just like all right and this happens and he's like what the f-? nothing oh yeah. wow okay dude brian's bullshit
0: tolerance with jake has gotten so much better when we first started hanging out <laughs> i remember he'd like stop like a deer in the headlights and Anytime i got something absurd and be like wait wait what and now he just could not give a shit less
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just wearing me down excuse.
0: basically <laughs> Yeah. It's a war of attrition. Brian, is it time to say goodbye for the rest of the members of this episode?
3: If you ain't watch him dying, you ain't really trying. For
0: Brian, for much ado about nerding, Joe, Selena, my name is Jake, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. That was a super fun episode. I really enjoyed it. And I gotta say, I'm unapologetic that I love The Crow now. I didn't really particularly get much of a chubby dick for it the first few times I saw it, but after reading the comics and, I don't know, being old and sentimental, I just decided I loved it. And it was great to have special goon buddies on, so be sure to check out Much Ado About Nerding. Now, here is the fun thing. When we started this show, we started it as slashers, Many of you know that it was originally going to be called Two for Slashing as a reference to the hockey penalty because Brian and I conceived this show literally at a hockey game. And then I was just doing the social media and I just made it Slashers Pod instead. That became Slashers. And so my friend Jeanette of Ghoul Chat, which is another great show you should check out, was like, hey, low-key, there is a band from New York called Slashers. So, you know, be sure not to step on their toes. They're really cool. And so I went to their Instagram, and it's literally Slashers Kick Your Ass. And I was like, mm, maybe I don't reach out, and I feel sensitive, and I don't want somebody hurting my feelings. But when I did reach out about them doing a hidden track, they were fucking awesome. They're super sweet guys. You can find them at slashers.bandcamp.com, facebook.com slash and then the aforementioned Slashers Kick Your Ass at Instagram. This is their song, Stranger Things. Please enjoy it. And if you do enjoy it, let them know and let them know how you found them.